we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. It's very, 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 very big. You guys are changing the entire scene. The culture of hockey. They might not have the news, but you know they're listening to the Breakfast Club. Who to go? Let's go. DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, and Charlemagne the God. Y'all are like a mega force. Breakfast Club. That's how we get our day started. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Yes, it's Thursday. The weekend is almost here. Yes, it is. Good morning, everybody. How y'all feel? I feel good. How are you? I am blessed, black, and highly favored. Good, good. Listen, the only thing about these nails, right? Mm. This is a button-up shirt. You can't button so up So I was yourself. struggling. Yeah, Lowe's had to button it up for me. I ran across the street. Shirt open. I was like, shoot, this is crazy. <laughs> you so, have the top out? Yeah. I mean, ain't nobody out there right now. It's always think. somebody out there. It's New York City. Yeah, yeah I mean, I had, a, I had my coat on, but uh. yeah, that's the only disadvantage about these nails is buttons, little buttons. Well, Mel Robbins said, um, Mel Robbins said you're actually a genius because people that use their nails comprehend better and take in information better. Mm-hmm. It helps them understand better. People that use their nails when they read, that's what it was. Absolutely. Mm. Thank you, Mel. Yes. 
Thank you. Fluke Mel Robbins. That's true. That's what I've been saying all this time. Yeah, 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 you yeah, say yeah. That? I knew it. I knew that. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Well, this morning, Little Brother will be joining us. Oh, man, the legendary Little Brother from uh, North Carolina. Well, no, Pooh's from Virginia. He's from Virginia. Pooh's from Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, they have a documentary out called... Um, I don't forgot the name of the documentary. May the Lord watch the Little Brother story. There you go. I knew mm-hmm. it was somewhere God, God watching over us. <laughs> I said they are either watching God, something right. like that. Yes, <laughs> but it's on YouTube right now, so they'll be here to talk about it this morning. That's right. So we'll chop it up with them in a little bit, and let's get the show cracking. When we come back, we have uh, Tesla Figaro. We have front page news. So don't move. Jess Hilarious is here. This is what your fourth day, and you feeling good? Yes, my fourth day. I'm feeling good. I'm looking good and everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast. Club, let's get in some front page news. Morning, Tiz. Good morning, DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne Peace, Tiz. Okay. Start off with some quick sports. Now, uh, Kyrie Irving was in Brooklyn last night, I believe. They were playing the Nets. Uh, and I guess he was going back and forth with some courtside fans. And he said the reason he left the Brooklyn Nets, he said it was because of the New York vaccine requirements. So he said, just say, uh, thank Mayor Adams for that, or I would still be in Brooklyn. Mm. Damn, Mayor Eric Adams getting the blame for everything. Mm. Everything right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everything right now. All right, well, let's, what up, Tess? Let's jump right into it. We talking uh, immigration? Yes, once again, uh, this is going to continue to be a hot topic. Yesterday, they voted, they officially voted against the border spending bill. Now, that ben- that uh, border bill also included funding for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Uh, and again, the immigration package that they just keep uh, debating over and cannot find some type of consensus. Uh, I want you to take a listen quickly uh, to what's happening with the bill. We'll come back with more information. A procedural vote on a long-negotiated border security and foreign aid package has failed in the Senate. Yes, very interesting because this was a bipartisan agreement, but Mm. now the upper chamber is expected to hold a second vote that will consider only a narrower version of the legislation. Senators will consider a measure that excludes immigration enforcement provisions, the border security part of the bill. A growing number of Republicans have expressed opposition to the deal in recent days. Now, the $118 billion package included $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, and aid to Taiwan uh, for the humanitarian assistance to Gaza, and $20 billion in measures to tackle the border crisis. And that's where the divide keeps being, how much you know goes overseas, how much goes here, and what do you do with that money um, with the border crisis here. So at the core of it, um, it is about, uh, remember we talked about this a little bit yesterday on uh, the migrant, the Title 42. You know, Republicans are saying that whether you believe them or not, they're saying that uh, they do not want the provisions of the uh, 5,000 a day of migrants that are allowed to come over. They want narrow, uh, ass- uh, uh, they want narrow provisions on how to uh, seek asylum. Um, and so they just want something a little bit more tighter. Now, to your point yesterday, Charlemagne, you mentioned they will be against it either way. Um, but this is, you know, what they're saying they have a problem with. How do you justify that when people in America are over here starving? When people are over here homeless, how do you expect Americans not to feel a way <laughs> about seeing all of that money getting spent overseas? Like, you're playing in people's faces. Bro, not even that. Think about <laughs> it like this. They're spending, what, hundreds of millions of dollars to, to for border control? And there ain't no control. I, so so what I, are we spending this money on? We spend, you you talking about what? They said, I'm looking right now, $496 million to fund 22,000 Border Patrol agents last year. And there is no control. Like, we spending this money, and, and and people are still crossing the border. And then you will read a story about America being in debt. People wonder why you can't get uh, student loans. Like I said, you see all of these homeless people in the street. You know, the public servants are underpaid, but they got all this money to send overseas. And you wonder why Americans are pissed off. You wonder why America First messaging is working. 
Come on, man. And speaking of that, Jeez. they will be voting today on since they couldn't come to some type of agreement on packaging it together, the fund, the foreign spending and the border. Today, they'll be voting on uh, a standalone bill on more money going overseas. So we'll see how that vote turns out. And again, want to come kind of go back with some other information. Republicans are also saying the reason why they did not support this bill is because uh, it increased the number of green cards, extra funding for cities receiving migrants such as, you know, New York, Chicago. Um, and then 650 million uh, for the the border wall funding, and 450 million for countries to take back uh, the resettlement of illegal immigrants. So oh, there's just a lot going on. I want I want you to listen quickly to what uh, Arizona Christian Semina had to say. She's an independent. Remember, she was a Democrat before, but now she's an independent. Take a listen. So if you want to spend the border crisis for your own political agendas, go right ahead. If you want to continue to use the southern border as a backdrop for your political campaign, that's fine. Good luck to you. But I have a very clear message for anyone using the southern border for staged political events. Don't come to Arizona. Take your political theater to Texas. Do not bring it to my state. Because in Arizona, we're serious. We don't have time for your political games. We are not interested in you posing for the cameras. In Arizona, we are busy. That sounds good, but all of y'all using the border for political purposes. Democrats and Republicans, right. all of y'all That's playing uh, with the border for political purposes. Mm -hmm. Both parties are trash. Okay. Especially Christian Sinema. Don't you think it's interesting that Christian Sinema out of all people? Because remember, she stopped plenty with her and Joe Manchin. So I thought that was interesting. I want you to take a listen to the other side, though. I want you to hear what Florida Republican Senator Rick Scott said, why he did not uh, join in on this deal. Take a listen. It was so simple. What we wanted was a border bill. We got an immigration bill. And then Chris Murphy, the senator that negotiated on the Democrat side, put out immediately after the bill, the checks came out. The border will never be closed. Wait a minute. That's not, that's what we wanted the opposite. So it was a bill that we couldn't support, and fortunately, uh, they didn't get cloture today. Uh, so now Schumer's going to try to do another bill that would just eliminate that. So, so what he wants to do is he wants to provide security money for Ukraine to secure their border, but not help us secure our border. I, I mean, I just think it makes no sense. Now, let me name the names because they're not naming it just quickly on the Republicans who voted for the bill. So these are the Republicans that said, yes, we want to move forward. Uh, all Republicans voted against it, except these four. James Lanford out of Oklahoma. He's the one that created the bill. Uh, Susan Collins from Maine. Lisa McCursky from Alabama. Alaska and Mitt Romney from Utah. But another point on the Charlemagne, the people are kind of skipping over is five Dem Democrats join Republicans in voting no. So these are the five Democrats that said no to the border crisis bill. Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, out of Massachusetts, Ed Markey from Massachusetts, Senator uh, Alice Padilla from California, Bob Menendez from New York, uh, and Ch Chuck Schumer. Uh, from New York as well. Um, Bernie Sanders is against this as well, but he did not vote no. I thought he would vote no, but he was not on the list for voting no. But he said he will be damned. This is quote: He'll be damned if he'll if he will give another nickel uh, to the uh, Israeli government in order to continue to fund the war against Palestine people. So I'm going to see where Senator Bernie Sanders is going to stand on that today because they will be voting for foreign aid today. When y'all gonna give some of them nickels to the American people, man? Democrats are trash. Republicans are trash. Y'all all in this together. I don't care about none of your politics. I care about people. Where is the paper for the people? That's who will always get my vote. Whoever provides the paper for the people of America. Where is the paper for the people? All right. Huh? Well, that That's is a good campaign. Paper news. for people. Paper of, but of America. <laughs>
You got to be right. clear about that, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got paper for everybody else, but not Americans, it seems like. All right. Well, thank you, Tess. What are we talking about next hour? Yeah, coming up, federal appeals court said that Donald Trump does not have immunity from his participation in the 2020 election. And if you have a lot of credit card debt, we have hit some historic numbers. You're not alone. I'm going to tell you why. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, guys. This is Brian, man. Peace and blessings, man. Peace. I'm man. Need it, man. Get it off hey, your chest. Morning. Yo, man, listen, man. I'm, I was stuck in the elevator for a whole hour, man. I mean, mainly to me, builders, man, need to really wake up earlier, man, because I felt like my life was over, man. I made so much promises to God in this elevator, man. <laughs> Yo, look at my mother, man. Like, I want to wish this on my worst enemy, man. No windows, no escape. I'm thinking about Bruce Willis. I'm pressing the buttons. I'm kicking. I'm trying to punch codes. I'm doing everything. I'm like, you know what? Let me. Pick. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. I had a little reception, but not too much. I was playing. I was playing. Um, Marvin Sapp. Never would have made it. Damn. Hey, oh I, it. Where were you? But what? the only reason why I got out. The only reason why I got out because the Spanish dude. He kept pressing the button downstairs, and he, kick, he kept kicking the door, and then all of a sudden. It, it, it opened, but it was a half of the floor. Then it popped up, and then I got out. But I just tell everybody right now, man, I don't know if I think I'm gonna get elevated again. I think it's a lawsuit. I don't know if it's a lawsuit, but I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy because I got a daughter who has a very uh, unhealthy fear of elevators, mm. and she oh, she, it's like the walls are closing in. Like you just feel like the, every I feel like I was in one of them Titanic submarines, man. But that's a whole different story. But anyway, but look, we well, in the Bronx or Brooklyn? Crazy. Bronx or Brooklyn? You know it's the Bronx, bro. Of course it's the Bronx. <laughs> you know. Come on, man. Everything broken in the Bronx. Damn. Everything's crazy, man. Have a blessed day. I'm Have glad that you got brother. out of that situation. Absolutely. I'm telling you, my, my eight-year-old is uh, definitely afraid of uh, elevators. I don't know what she watched that she saw somebody get stuck on an elevator, but Lord have mercy. She don't mm. mess with them elevators now. She do mm. not like elevators at all, in no way, shape, or form. Damn. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Crystal from South Florida. Hey, Crystal, get it off your chest. Um, yes, I woke up early this morning to tell you guys this. Um, so, my nephew attends Bethune-Cookman College, and he told me to take an African-American studies, and they have a white professor. She just gave them a group project to do called Escape from the Plantation, and she wants them to pretend to be a slave, and she wants them to not know how to swim, not know how to read and write, mm-hmm. um, and how they would maneuver um, trying to escape, like, the Underground Railroad. She wants them to be like, oh, one of you try to be a slave and try to escape and get your foot cut off. And another one of you, um, I want you to be, like, a mom with a whole bunch of kids that's, like, illiterate. And I want one of you guys to be a house worker. Now, tell, which, a, you know, tell, tell, you, tell your son about. tell your son to tell the teacher that he want to be Nat Turner. Mm. Okay, and they, and they want to, they want to do a slave rebellion, starting with her, right then and there. Mm. Jesus. Okay, let's see. Yeah, how, let's see how she want to play that game. They're like, they um, some of the kids in his class, like I guess they're green behind the ears, so they're like, oh my god, this sounds so cool. But with him, he's like, it doesn't sit right. And I'm like, what do y'all want to do about it? Because personally, me, I'm born in the I'm born in the 80s. I definitely would have um, went to the dean about that. How old is he? Uh, yeah, how and old is he? He is 18. He's in college. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I thought she said yeah, elementary he's... school. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, he's in college. He's at Bethune Cookman College. In oh, okay. Florida. 
Nat Turner Slave Rebellion. Okay, 1831. That's what we need to take it back to. Okay? Stono Rebellion. Charleston, South Carolina, 1739. That's what we need to take it back to, okay? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Monique. How you guys doing today? Monique, good morning. morning. Get it off your chest. Well, first I want to congratulate Jess. Thank you, honey. My second thing I need to know, Jess, did you get your candles from Molit Candle Company? I did not get my candles at all. Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy, what happened to her candles? From Molit Candles? Yup. I didn't see no candles. He's getting up out his seat right now. I guess he got it stashed. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been a um, while now. It's oh yeah. definitely been a while. It's over there with his yeah, stuff. Yeah, Charlamagne got it. He got it mm-hmm. over there with his stuff. He looking through the stuff now. No, I ain't say this hers now. I just said it might be. Yup, <laughs> 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 <should be, laughs> it should be in a brown box. It says just hilarious on it. Mm. For real? be stealing up here, man. Yeah, no, they no, don't. We just be liking candles all the time. We just like whatever candle we get. We don't necessarily be checking. Who got no, the brown ma'am. box that says just hilarious on it? <laughs> I think we might have lit that one. It smelled good, though, Mama. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Don't worry, Jess. I'll send you some more since you're permanently there now. Thank you so much. And I will get it this time. Shout out your company, though. Molit Candle Company on Shopify. On oh, <laughs> Shopify, you yes. Molit Candles. Thank, Thank you, mama. babe. You smoking this morning? That's some weed? What you, what you hitting on? <laughs> I wish. Hurry. I got a cold. I just, I, just, I just came to Maine from Texas, so the weather is, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Time. All right, Molit. Thank you, mama. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is real. Israel, look, up. look. I, I want to say this, to him, man. If that man wanted to close that border, that border would have been closed. You know, he when he when Joe Biden took office, he overturned every policy Donald Trump had on that border. Every anything Trump liked, he disliked it. That's why you we done lost four embassies. We got the world on fire, and the migrants been coming on here for three years, getting free debit cards, motel rooms, and everything. And the black man over here sleeping under bridges with our soldiers. And we've been voting for these Democrats for so 50 years, and we ain't got near about what the migrants got from them. So whose side you really on? No, that's what get it off your chest is for, my brother. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you, you know, you know, uh, Taz, you know, they keep talking about Republican this, Republicans that. It's not that. It, it's, it's Joe Biden. We got a dementia president in there. Nobody really don't know who's running the country. And, and everything the black man been crying for for the past 50 years, the migrants come over here and get it in three. We, we still run a ton. You know, our, our kids graduate from school, don't have a fifth grade reading level or math. You know, they don't want private schools. You know, you know and, and, and now they just treat us like a, like an abuse, like an abuser or something, you know, because they know we're going to come back to them anyway. They can't get my vote. Okay. They, they, they can't get it. This country is going to hell in the head. The whole world burning up, Charlemagne. The whole, I, the I whole world. It. You didn't have none of this going on when Trump was president. Anybody say say was well, they lying? I'm gonna be honest with you. Trump, oh, you uh, Trump, Trump trash too, though, bro. Repo- Republicans are trash. <laughs> Democrats are trash. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like they all live together, I'm, man. I'm not saying I'm not saying they trash, but you know what? I'd rather be, be trash and, and stay at my and stay at my pocket. You know, you're not gonna win my vote on on being um, on 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 you the scare type. The only thing Joe Biden can say is Trump is a central threat. Okay, you don't want to tell us that we can't have our gas stoves no more. You don't want to tell us that we, we got to pull up he the solar cream. You don't want 
You want to tell us that we can't have our light bulbs no more? You don't want Trump to like Joe Biden, Biden said, "Oh, I ain't Joe, Joe Biden." Biden said, light bulbs. You can't have yeah. gas stove and light bulbs. That, 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 that's why you got to get paid to be more objective with a report. Mm. Yeah, that's Joe Biden. God Joe damn. He want to that. He want to tell us that 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 oh, we got to get rid of. We got to get get rid of dishwasher. They want to now that's funny. Now I don't think no, any of this no, is no, true. Put my foot down now. Yeah, I don't think any of this is true. But goddamn, that's funny. You said Joe Biden want to get rid of gas it's, stoves, dishwashers, and what else? Light bulbs. You got to get LED light bulbs. That light bulbs cost dinner like eight thousand dollars. Now, now, sir, I, I where just, you getting I, this I, from? I just man. googled it. It said Biden administration the rule that sought to make dishwashers and laundry machines more yeah. efficient. It ain't say get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Andy. Yes, you sir. work on house, right? Yes, sir. You know what? The best dishwashers <laughs> ones that made like ten years ago. Not do dishwasher. It come out. It take it take twenty four hours just to go through one cycle, and it just still don't be clean. You know, I mean, and that's you your know, right vote. <laughs> you, you, you know, just like you tell the politicians to stay out the women's bedroom. Stay at my house. Let me have this part. I want. Now, now they all. Awesome. You know, you know. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this one more thing. I'm gonna let it go. Everything, everything, them little rat, everything, the rat Democrats be saying is the opposite. Like they call abortion reproductive health. What are you reproducing? You're not reproducing nothing. He does want to get you some. Of the, some light bulbs he do want to get rid of though. The man ain't lying. Man, I don't know what. I don't, <laughs> hey man, some of the light bulbs. I don't I'm know Googling. where y'all get y'all information from. I just. Only thing I agree with is that I understand how he is upset that he sees all of this money going to uh, other places and people in America are starving and homeless. All everything else, I can't. I don't, I don't know nothing about. It says on. Oh, it says uh, the Biden administration put the final nail in the coffin for was was incandescent light bulbs. What kind of light bulbs are those? I don't know. I don't know. I have no. I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he's right. He want to get rid of some of the light bulbs. He wants the dishwasher to be more. Man, efficient. shut up, man. <laughs> That's what he said. You got fact checks. Yeah, you got a fact. That's he, CNBC. Fact check says you got fact check him. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get it off your, your chest. 800-585-1051. We got uh, Just With The Best coming up. Yes, we do. We're talking about Monique. On Club Shay Shay? On Club Shay Shay. Club right. Shay Shay out here smoking. Ain't he? <laughs> we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code BREAKFAST. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like will they score more or less than 30 points, or have more or less than 8 assists. Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with Code Breakfast. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with Code Breakfast. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. 
CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness... TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. A Breakfast Club. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Jess Hilarious Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to Jess with the mess. Monique on Club Shay Shay. So, as we all know, Monique sat down with Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay, let's 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 give him a big shout out man, because that couch absolutely. man. Club Shay Shay is smoking 2024. Yes. Drop on the clues bombs for yes, Shannon Sharp. Yes, yes. As soon as you Please. said Monique's name, he started lighting a sage. I know, know? I see him, and, I, and then maybe he should. Mm-hmm. What you okay. mean? I'm lighting so, this Palo Santo. I'm lighting Palo Santo the, just because. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, you, what you you need to go sit on Shannon's couch and be starting <laughs> best for no reason. A pause. Look, the interview was two hours and fifty five minutes. These comedians be having a lot to say. I think it's interesting. The first thing I noticed that she uh. She called out the Breakfast Club before I got here. And we have audio. What did she say? What did she say? We were able to do the special, and we appreciated them saying, listen, how can we work this out? Now, you know what happens with that? People were having call-ins when I said, this is not right. I was donkey of the day. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I was donkey of the day. The breakfast nubs called me the donkey (laughs) of the day. That's what they said. Mm -hmm. And they had a whole call 
calling about how I was dark the other day. But you didn't do the same thing when you found out we settled. Now all of a sudden, don't nobody know what a settlement is. It was really, really quick. We just won't throw it away. So with that Netflix special, it was just, it was just like, no, guys, I gotta, I gotta stand up. Rich, you cut off. That is not. We gave Monique big love when the Netflix special did. happened. Yeah, we sure did. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and I said, you know what? That's why I need to mind my damn business. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to other people's business. So you did say that. Yes. Okay. Because I, I just wanted to make. Absolutely. Because I wasn't here. No, no so you I just, yeah, you're I not won't. part of the breakfast sure. nubs. Yeah, I'm not a breakfast nub at mm -hmm. all. So I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no, no, hey, we need that imaging, Taylor. Get that. You already know what to do. <laughs> um, and then Monique on D.L. Higley. Obviously, we know they had some static before, but we also have audio because she also talked about him as well. I do DL's t uh, radio show. Yes. DL Hughley is not there. His team is there. And Shannon, we having a great time. When we get to the end of the show, they say, Monique, <laughs> you want to play a game? Well, I want to play. I said, sure, sugar. And it's a game called Would You Rather, okay? They said, Monique, we want to play a game of Would You Rather. Would you rather your husband sleep with Lee Daniels with a condom or Corinne Steffens without one? What? So I said, I'm going to call my brother. I call D.L. Hughley on the phone. I say, hey, baby. Yeah. Huh? That's how he responds. <laughs> I say, listen, I just got off the phone with your team, and they wanted to play this game, Would You Rather? Ask me about my husband and Lee Daniels and Corinne Steffens and his exact words. Well, that's how we do it. That's a great Would You Rather, though. If you, if you are into the culture and you know about certain things, would you rather have sex with Lee Daniels without a condom? You think that's a word that you really uh, did? Uh, you can uh, sit would there. You, rather, would you, you can rather sit there with your bald head so and say that's that's a good would you rather. That's, that's why he's like the would you rather. So, so, so what, what, what they would you rather? In? What would you rather? Would yeah. you rather have sex with Lee Daniels without a condom or have sex with, with uh, no no? Corinne would, you rather, would, you rather, would you rather have sex with Lee Daniels with a condom or Corinne Steffens without one? Without one, yeah. That's a good would you rather. All right, so what would you rather do? Neither. All right, so if somebody asked your wife that, what would what would she say? She would say neither. Or she, you, we know how she, she, she exactly. The, I'm just thinking about the game. Would you no, rather? No, it's a but, good game. That's but, a good question for the game. But what are you getting at? That's her thing. Like, what what are we getting at? Y'all trying oh, to say I my husband why, is, is? Yeah, is, I understand why Monique feel away. Okay, I'm just saying that's a good would you rather. And are uh, we calling out Lee Daniels for sexuality? Like, you know what I'm saying? So she didn't like that. But it was interesting. I don't think Lee to see, Daniels need to be called out. He's out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, we out here. Lee oh, Daniels. Man, I didn't know that. Yeah, Lee. Yeah, out here. Big, I, big. I, see, I don't be in people business like you. I didn't what? know he was out like what? that. I don't know. I ain't seen him in a minute. Okay, Lee. What you, you, know, <laughs> you know, I ain't seen nothing about him. Daniels been waving oh, that flag. Okay, what you no, talking about? Right. He better keep, for Lee Daniels. He better wave it then. All right, that's what's up. Now it was interesting to see how Jesus. quick D.L. Hughley jumped online. Um, he was he. I think he responded before the uh, interview was over um and this is what he said every time i see monique these days she's on uh doing some greasy ass video with her and her daddy complaining about something or working out i don't know nobody that work out that much in gain weight unless every crunch you do has got captain in front of it mm -hmm. but apparently she goes on club shay shay and tells the story about how she came on my radio show and i wasn't there at the time my co-host jasmine sanders played a game that we played all the time with everybody called would you rather she apparently was so offended by that that she says she got off, she called me. Monique did, and she said I was very dismissive, like, huh? Monique's a liar. When Monique did call me, I heard her, her complaints, I listened to her, and I pulled the segment. So if I had been as dismissive as she alleges I was, that segment would have aired. It didn't, because I respected her wishes. And so what he didn't say was, um, 
uh, she had also told Shannon Sharp that he was sent a cease and desist because how he handled it, how he felt, uh, I mean, how she felt like he dismissed her. So when he was sent the cease and desist, no, it didn't air. Mm. It was yeah. immediately sent after she talked to him. You can send a cease and desist for an interview that you do? Oh, I have no idea. You can send a cease and desist to anybody. Nah, but if you do an actual interview, how do you send a cease and desist to say not played if you actually did the interview? I don't know. You have to ask Monique. Okay. What was you about I, to say? I was about to say Monique is a grown woman. These are the way we do things. You know what I'm saying? Um, she also has spoke on like some things about when, like how we know how Taraji just... Uh, during the press run spoke on mm -hmm. how unfairly that she was treated and um, she had uh, hinted at when Taraji had said that their trailers were infested before you know everything was made better for the cast of Color Purple mm -hmm. and um, Monique had spoke on their trailers blowing up play number five remember how Taraji said the trailers were infested yes our trailers blew up now what I whenever this airs I'm gonna post the trailers blowing up so the people can see right but they blew up and if any of us were in those trailers we would have been gone when I was smelling the gas we went to the brothers that was hooking up the trailers and we said hey we smell gas mm -hmm. they said Mo we let him know talking about the head in charge we let him know he just said okay and walked away <coughs> Did Will Packer reach out to anybody? I can't say he didn't reach out to me and say, hey, is everything okay? Did you lose anything? Is everything good? The only thing they wanted to know from me was, remember how Taraji's wig was Aunt May's wigs? <laughs> Where are those wigs? They was only worried about the weed. And thank God nobody was in those trailers. Lord Absolutely. have mercy. Mm -hmm. And she actually did uh, post a video. She took to our Instagram and she posted the video. So she actually does have receipts for that. Um, and... That it, it's honestly like mind blowing to see like yeah their trailers did blow up it wasn't only hers it was it was a couple of them um, she we, spoke on we got a right oh we did yeah yeah because ain't nobody do that because you know yeah. I'm gonna keep on coming I was listening don't nobody it was good. It was good. I was, yeah, listening. I was, yeah, I was, I was paying no attention to Club Shay Shay is smoking I don't yeah. know what's true and what's not true everybody got a story but they telling them on Club Shay Shay absolutely and, and there has been no mess like comedian mess all year Meg mm -hmm. and Nikki don't got nothing on the comedians nothing <laughs> Ice not, Spice and Lotto nothing. don't got nothing on the comedians nothing that's not even a beef <laughs> Ice Spice and Lotto that's not no beef <laughs> that's not like Dunkin Donuts versus Starbucks don't it thank you for Jess with the mess with me come back we got front page news Teslin Figaro will be joining us and then the group from uh, North Carolina Little Brother they'll be joining us it's the Breakfast Club good morning you're checking out the Breakfast Club morning everybody it's DJ MV Jess Hilarious Charlamagne the guy we are the Breakfast Club let's get in some front page news what up Tiz what's going on DJ MV Jess Hilarious Charlamagne the guy what up Tiz y'all want to jump right into Donald Trump yeah, let's jump right into Donald Trump. Pause. As you God <laughs> damn, man, you yeah. love him that much? You, you worse than Tim Scott. Pause. Donald Trump has been fighting for immunity about his involvement in trying to overturn the election. I know it's hard to keep up because it's a lot of different cases, but this is the case uh, where they said he interfered, and the federal courts made a decision. Take a listen. A federal appeals court on Tuesday unanimously rejected Donald Trump's claim he's immune from criminal charges that he plotted to overturn his 2020 election defeat. The ruling is a rebuke to the former president, who is once again seeking the White House as he fends off numerous criminal cases. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. The election subversion case landed before the three-judge appeals panel after Trump was criminally charged by special counsel Jack Smith with a number of illegal schemes to try and stay in power after losing at the polls. 
Now, he has until Monday to ask the Supreme Court to block this federal ruling. You can pretty much anticipate that he'll try to continue to fight it. Uh, but if it is not blocked, the trial will move forward. We don't know a date on that. Uh, but Re Representative uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she said that the National Guard was at the Capitol the day that Biden, uh, the day of Biden's inauguration. And she's wondering why the media didn't call that an insurrection. Take a listen. And then the American people who pay for elections with their tax dollars actually own the elections and have have the right the right to care about their elections, election integrity, and the results of their elections. When they came to Washington and protested, all of you called it an insurrection. And then when Joe Biden was inaugurated and this entire Capitol complex was surrounded with 30,000 National Guard troops, none of you stood there and called that an insurrection. Oh, no. You all stayed silent. I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but um, I'm pretty sure the National Guard was there because of what happened on January 6th. If there was an attempted coup of this country on January 6th, I'm sure that they would have heightened uh, security during the uh, inauguration. Mm -hmm. That would only make yep. sense to me. Yep. And they, they tend to have security, you know, during the inauguration. Mm -hmm. but, she, but she wants to know, why you didn't call that insurrection, Charlemagne? You know, because the National Guard was... <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it wasn't an insurrection. That's pretty much... <laughs> the reason for that but i thought that was interesting um just to give you some more information on what happens next so again uh, he has until monday uh, to fight this in the supreme court but today uh, they will there will be another ruling the supreme court will decide if he stays on the ballot in colorado for his participation in the insurrection so this is going to be a big deal um, if they decide that he gets off the ballot or on the ballot of course there will be a domino effect uh, so that will be really really something to watch today and i'm going to give you an update on that tomorrow I got a question for you guys, though. I wasn't going to cover this tomorrow, but I want to ask, you know, we talked about the border in the six o'clock hour. We talked about how, you know, Democrats, we talk about all the time how they don't do messaging. Uh, there was a story that came out that said President Biden will not be speaking before the Super Bowl. He said that people are just tuned out of politics. They don't want to turn anybody off. Do y'all think he should take that opportunity to do the traditional interview? He skipped it last year. Do you think he should take that opportunity to speak to the 160 million plus people or no? What do you guys think? I think he should take every opportunity to, to, to be in anybody face to make mm -hmm. sure that you know I mean, he's selling himself right now this is election season why wouldn't you do it i mean you see important. donald trump at all these these college games yeah. these these <laughs> anywhere donald trump could be he's gonna be he might be at the super bowl it, it just mm -hmm. donald trump knows how to play the and game it's always impactful when donald trump speaks so i don't think and, biden knows how to but it's not when biden speaks president biden sucks okay <laughs> so he needs to hide all right. <laughs> you saying hot? You saying don't do it? Don't even take we, the, the chance that maybe him, twenty people. The less we see him, the better. And and, and if he's not gonna hide, if he is gonna do something like the Super Bowl, you know, do it with his vice president. Do it with Kamala Harris. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Let Kamala yeah. Harris do a lot of the talking. I don't know why they got Kamala Harris. You know, in the tuck. Like you know, she's not like she can't like she can be charismatic if she chooses to be. If they let her go, you know, let her go. But if you're gonna do something like that, he she should be sitting behind beside him doing majority of the talk. Let me ask you a question. Let's say he got a suite at the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that just show he's there? And then I would just walk into Taylor Swift suite, <laughs> take a picture mm -hmm. with her. Now it look like Taylor Swift is promoting me, right? There you go. He look like she endorsing me. He's yeah. inconveniencing too much of the American people by doing something like that. Showing up to the Super Bowl. Super Bowls are, it's like, how many, 80,000 plus people? Like, it's too much. They got to do secret service. They got to do different type of sweeps of the building. Like, no. Nobody no. going to care about yeah. him anyway. They going to care more about Taylor Swift. But no, it's just Not the nobody going to care about him. Who's who they going to care about more? Taylor Swift. See? <laughs> but it's just the inconvenience he would cause at, a, at an event that's already Coming causing there. so much inconvenience. Yeah. You know what? It takes yeah. a lot for a president to show up places, yo. Mm.
Don't do that. You no. might want to see Usher. I'm kind of torn on this, though, Charmaine. I, I hear what you're saying. Like, he's he's not the best interviewer, but kind of to DJ Envy's point, like, I think people that are already turned off on politics, they've all they've already turned off. To not use, you know, 15 minutes before the interview, you know, before the super 160 million people, to at least, if nothing else, say, hey, you know, Republicans have stopped the border, or, you know, shouldn't he take a chance maybe to convince 20 people? And they say, I, I, I would do it, but I would do, I would do it with the plan. vice president. Like I, I would Kamala. do it with Kamala. Yeah. Kamala would be sitting right by me, and Kamala would be doing majority of the talking. That's, that's what I would do. Yeah. They saying, oh, this is not a part of our big master plan. Well, what's the master plan then with the, with the messaging? Because we don't see it anywhere. So I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to point that out to you guys. I think he should go swag surf for Taylor Swift. That's what I think he would do. Oh, He'll Lord. break his back. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, another report I want to tell you guys quickly about credit card debt is at a staggering $1.13 Now, according to a new report on household debt from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, Americans now collectively are again $1.13 trillion in the credit card debts. Uh, they said that it increased by $50 billion, or roughly 5% in the fourth quarter of 2023. Uh, the delinquency rates are really high. They said this is among younger millennials uh, of borrowers between the age of 30 and 39 who uh, are burdened by high levels of student loan debt. So uh, they said this is a big deal. The debt keeps rising. Uh, Mark Schultz uh, from Lending Tree said that even though uh, one trillion of credit card debt is staggering. Uh, wrap your brain around the unfortunate truth that's going to keep rising from here. Said Americans are still struggling with lingering in inflation and rising interest rates, and it's forcing them to have to live on their credit cards. Yeah, which sucks because credit card interest rates go anywhere from what sixteen to twenty-seven percent when it comes to to borrowing those people's money. Mm. And like you said, with people not having jobs and 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 or their jobs not being able to pay for their food, their their rent, their car note. You got to use credit cards. You got to use credit cards to pay for clothes. And, you know, even though public school is free, you, you still got to put your kids in, in, in clothes. You still got to put, you know, have food for your kids. And, yeah. and the credit card business is going to make a lot of money off of it because with those interest rates at 22%, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, even if you paid a minimum of, of $25 or $50 or $100, a majority of that is going to interest. That's right. Well, that's your news. Well, thank you, Tiz. Thank you. Make sure you uh, follow at Tesla Figaro on all social media platforms and subscribe to her podcast, The Great Shot No Chaser Podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. All I right. noticed that you say subscribe with a V, and it's not. I, I didn't know Lisp did that. Oh, really? It's subscribe. It's For real? There's in there. Okay. Yeah, you be saying subscribe real How many real W's in you? Yes. How many W's in <laughs> Ain't no Q? W's in you. How many W's in boo? All right, whatever. whatever. Just take the criticism. Flu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love y'all. Now, Thank you. All right, when we come back, Little Brother will be joining us. They are uh, underground legends from North Carolina. Uh, one member is from Virginia. Uh, who, what are the members? Uh, Dante, Pooh, and Ninth Wonder. Ain't nobody named no goddamn Dante, man. It's Fonte <laughs> and Big Pooh. Dante and Big Pooh. And Ninth yo. Wonder. Man, you're so disrespectful to Down South rappers. Why? It's Big Fonte. It's Fonte and Pooh, man. Mm How -hmm. about Dante? <laughs> Ninth Wonder wasn't here. You won't say Ninth Wonder. Wasn't here. <laughs> well, we'll kick it with the neck. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Damn, man. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, indeed. We got little brother little here. Brother. Absolutely. Fonte yeah. and Big Pooh. How y'all brothers feeling, man? Hey, man. Good, man. We alive. That's all you can <laughs> ask for nowadays, right? That's it. 2024, That's man. It. That's it. Thankful, thankful. They, they got the new documentary, Made a Lord Watch, the little brother's story. Mm. Why that title? I mean, first, it, we started this when we were making the album, Made a Little Watch. Mm -hmm. 2018. 2018. So this was kind of like to bring an end to that era. Um, 
And it, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just really made sense. Like thinking about everything that we kind of went through and survived. The Lord had to be watching over us. Yeah. <laughs> there was no other f- explanation. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, nah, man, that was just kind of felt, just felt like a conclusion of that chapter. And um, yeah, five years in the making, man. So it's out now on YouTube. So you got to college and you guys met each other. So talk about that process, how you guys met. I, I know a lot of this is actually in the, definitely in the documentary. Yeah, but how you doc- guys met and what attracted you guys together. And then you started this rap group that became... Underground Legends. Man, it was uh it it was very organic. Uh I met Pooh. Well, first I met uh Ninth. We met uh well, no, we met I think I met we met first in ninety eight. I don't know it was ninety eight. Yeah, we met ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight, yeah. Um so yeah, we met uh through a mutual friend. Uh Ninth was on campus and he was uh we was moving in the dorm. Like we saw each other just yep. in the dorm and uh over Source magazine we started chopping it up. Uh, all this is in the doc But mm-hmm. long story short We basically just kind of Started You know Working together This was at a time when You know It was At the time This is like 98 So this is when No Limit is like Killing everything In the South especially Yep Yeah so HBCU No Limit At mm-hmm. a, like the Ghetto D album drop My freshman year that was all you heard in every room. Like we was bumping that nonstop. Nobody made crack like this. Listen, what? <laughs> Come ghetto dope. Listen, man, we ran ghetto dope. So, but so everybody was pumping that. So if you were a kid that was into like raucous or sound bombing, like you know, meeting someone else that was into that, that was kind of rare. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So when you met somebody that was on that same wavelength, it's like, oh, I, I found my people. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of linked up and just started making records. And for people out there, when he said ruckus, ruckus record. I, you gotta tell them because something oh, yeah, you gotta, know, gotta contextualize it. Yeah, because Ruckus was the label that, you know, uh, I would say. Miracle, miracle, spiritual. Very lyrical criminal. Label. Yeah. Umbilical. They were called, I like how he keep asking you questions. They were called rappers. That type of thing. <laughs> he, he can't help it, Jay. Yeah. I just want to break down because so they said Ruckus. Somebody might not know what Ruckus is. Nah, Ruckus, nah, it was, you know, it was very much, they were like, it was an underground label, but it was, you know, I mean, most. Uh, Quali, um, you know. Feral uh, Munch. Feral yeah. Munch. Munch. It was like pretty much. Eminem was on Rocket Soundbomb. Yeah, he was on Soundbomb. Yeah. So, um, so they were just you know putting out amazing stuff that we really enjoyed, and so um, we just kind of started making records, put some stuff up on the internet, and uh, yeah, Boom. we had and a record deal. What your sound is like today? For those um, who don't know, how would you describe your sound today? Like now. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the same, no, but it's, it's still us. It's, it's still, still us. Yeah. I, it's, it's weird. It's like it. Our our sound has evolved musically. But it still sound like little brother. Yeah, like when I had a, um after our last album came out, uh, Melo Watch, and then we just put out two singles last October, October uh, with uh, Wish Me Well and Glory Glory. September, and September, yeah, September, yeah, my yeah. bad. And uh, one of the biggest compliments we got was that somebody said, "Yo, I can make a LB playlist from y'all stuff twenty years ago." We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. 
All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. So now, and it sounds like y'all haven't missed the beat. I yeah, can't I tell that it's dated. It doesn't sound, it still sounds timeless. And that was something I think we always strive for. So that's, if I had to describe it, I would just say it's timeless. But you guys also came out in the era where the DJ and the producer was part of the group, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Whether it was, um, of course, Run DMC, Jam Master J, Fresh Prince, and Jazzy Jeff, uh, Salt Pepper, Spinderella, uh, Gangstar, but Gangstar, GK, and Ninth Wonder was part of Little Brother in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. He's not here now. So, what's the relationship with Ninth Wonder? Is there no more relationship? Um, there's no more relationship, but there's no, um, no. I mean, we talk about it in the dot, but nah, we're just separate entities. You know what I'm saying? That we came in the game together, but we're Little Brother. He's Ninth Wonder. And we're just separate entity that we coexist peacefully. You know what I mean? And that's just what it is. But Why didn't no he participate love. in the doc though? Because I mean, this is the little brother's story. That's a, that's a question for him. Yeah. And the story is told, <laughs> you know, but like I, I would like to have heard his perspective of it now as well. Did, did y'all reach out to him? We yes. absolutely. Yeah, we reached out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, made it clear that, you know, it wasn't, this wasn't going to be a hit piece. We wasn't coming for nobody next. You know, we're just telling our story in just a beautiful, honest way. And uh, he just chose not to participate, and that's his right to. I feel like y'all set him up nice, especially when you first told the early story about uh, I forgot what album it was, but it was an album. I think it was Afu Rock. Afu Rock, yeah, yeah, Afu yeah, Rock. yeah, yeah, yeah. produced by DJ Premier, and he was like, "Yo, that's what I want to be." In. And one of y'all encouraged him, like, "Yo, you can be that." Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, man. We were always. I mean, we we coming up. I mean, you gotta keep in mind, like, 
Dude, we like 19, 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we, you know, we're just trying to figure out, let alone trying to figure out how to be artists. Trying to figure out how to be men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, trying to figure out all that stuff at the same time. I mean, man, it's, you know, it's, it's tough. So, um, but yeah, but we tried to tell the story just as honestly as, you know, as we could. And, uh, but, you know, we can't speak for another person. We can mm-hmm. only tell our experience. Right. And so he chose not to, and that's his right. Mm-hmm. You see evolution in it. I mean, you see dark skinned Leonard in there. <laughs> Absolutely. You see, you see Absolutely. Leonard with a hairline. Yeah, 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 yo, when I see that, I'm like, that sounds like something, but that man got hair. Yeah. He was showing everybody. He was like, look, I was like, oh my God, he looked like one of the kids from Lean on Me. What year was that? Oh two, oh nah, three. That nah, that was that was mystery oh, show. Um, that was oh five. Oh five. Yeah, it was oh five. Because oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, it was yeah, oh five. Yeah. That was the only. We talked about it briefly on on QLS, but yeah, that was the <laughs> only interview that I missed because when we had to do that that run, I think your son. Yeah, that was when my son. Yeah, was his, born. his son was born, so it was just me and ninth uh, on that run. Mm-hmm. Every time I see that, I think about it because I wasn't as polished as I am now to doing interviews and None I was of like, us were. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, funny. He was like, nice of sleep. Nice of sleep. Why was you on BT? I don't know. I don't work there. <laughs> you trying to dance around? I ain't dancing nothing. I said, I ain't work there. I said, raw ass Carolina. That's what it was. Like, like nah, but nah, that was, that was funny. That was, that was a blast from the past. Uh, yeah, I think that was 05. Yeah, it was 05. Yeah. Nah, it was 05. Yeah. So when Ninth Wonder got the call from Hove to, to, to work with him and Hove started doing production do you think that production area kind of dismantled the group a lot absolutely not nah nah man nah man nah. like we 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 was happy we was excited for him you know what I mean like we got to go to baseline and hear it before it came out sitting yeah. there with Hove and all that but nah we was we knew it that's a big opportunity it's Jay Z you know what I mean like yeah. come on yeah, and you want stuff for your team. Like you want, you know, if you, you know, studying hip hop, most of the big producers they get their starting groups. So we just saw it as just a natural progression. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was amazing just to to know that, you know, one of your homies can make a beat on his laptop and it ends up with Jay Z rapping over. I mean, that was like, oh my, like what? You know what I'm saying? And it really, it really for us was, um, for me, it was a sign of the kind of the changing of the guard in terms of what constituted studio quality, you know, cause for a long time, you know, you had to have, uh, the, when people thought of a studio, they thought of it as like, okay, it's this big, the big boards and like these big, you know, big consoles and big speakers and everything. I guess the, the lesson for me was just that, you know, it, as long as you have a taste, there, re- there are no really no rules in music. You just have to have a degree of taste that can translate to an audience. And if you can make it make sense to them and they get it, and that's really all you need. And uh, we were able to do that with very limited means. And so I'm just uh, I'm just thankful. All right. We got more with Little Brother when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Little Brother. Charlemagne? Why Why? Why YouTube? That was the other thing I was wondering. Like, you know, did y'all even try to shop it to like Hulu or Netflix or anybody? Bruh. The writers of Stranger Things were on strike. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, and Lovecraft Country's on Tubi. Absolutely. Like, what, oh my right god, now, for real. Today, yes. I love Tubi. Like, well, okay, I love Tubi too. Crazy. You know what I mean? I, I did a Showtime at the Apollo Marathon the other night. Like, yeah. Yeah. straight out of Compton on Tubi. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Nah, it, I, I think for us, because people always ask that question, right? Mm-hmm. 
And first, it started off as a joke. <laughs> like, we like, you throw this shit up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But then we start thinking about it like, that's exactly, that's, that's where it's going. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah. know seven-year-olds who stay on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I know 69-year-olds who stay on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was just like, all it is on the internet. It's all the same it's internet. The internet. It all hooks that's up it. to the same internet. So the objective here was, I was talking to a homie of mine. I was just like, you know, he's like, yo, I got this project. I don't know what I should do. I said, listen, what's your objective? Are you trying to be validated by one of these companies? Are you looking for the bag? Or do you want people to see it? We wanted people to see our documentary. Mm-hmm. So the easiest way is you can, anybody can go up on YouTube. You can watch it. You don't got to watch it in one setting. I ain't got to explain how my mama how to log into YouTube. Oh, all. Everybody knows <laughs> you know how to mean? go on YouTube. You can watch it on the phone. It's the on phone, TVs. Yeah. It's on iPad, the laptop. Any, yeah. Anywhere. It just felt true to who we were and um and who we are. And so that was uh that was why we decided to go with YouTube with it. What would have made you know Little mean? Brother bigger though, right? Cuz a lot of the fans, a lot of the f- people that listen might not have heard Little Brother, right? What what do you think would have made Little Brother bigger? Um I don't know if it was in the cars for us to be bigger, honestly. I mm. think we are yeah, we was the lead blockers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, you know, we was, you know, we was sent to take out the linebacker. Like, it wasn't necessarily you. You're not gonna get the glory. You're not gonna get the touchdown. You're not gonna. You got to do your job. Do your job well, and you'll be remembered, rewarded, honored for that. You know what I mean? Respected for that. And so, yeah, I don't. I don't know if bigger was in the cars for us, honestly, because I know who we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and right, you know. And I know who we are is I don't know if that's conducive. Nah, yes. it wasn't. Like I remember having I remember uh when Minstrel Show came out and we did uh I think what was the first week? It was like eighteen thousand, something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Eighteen thousand records. And you know, back then that was just that was you know, the worst. You flopped. The worst. You got a weed play. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, but you said eighteen thousand now, like well, you phenomenal, it's a phenomenal album. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. I saw Donald Glover say recently that all new most most new rappers now and I think he kind of meant like that generation that started in 2010 yeah yeah were, were, were because of Kanye I would say Kanye and Lil Brother absolutely that's yeah, what I would absolutely. say absolutely yeah man Kanye was uh, we had um, God Kanye he first came to Durham 2004 3, 4 yeah Three, it was before college dropout though mm-hmm. yeah and um, he had at the time the records that was bubbling he had the um, stand up by Ludacris that was out and he was about to put out the This Way record he had did with Dilated Peoples but he was in Durham doing some kind of like conference or whatever and so he was there and you know this is before anything like he's just you know chilling and he just would Walk around just like rapping out of nowhere. Like, yo, yo, Fonte, Kanye and Fonte is like, like he, he would just be rapping like, bro. Like, but, and I thought he was, you know, acting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now, you know, 20 plus years later, it's clear. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't an actor. Like, yeah, he's yeah. the His same. thing is on a different level. It's, on a, it's just on a higher yeah. platform, exactly. <laughs> but he's the same he's always been. But yeah, but back then, um, we, you know, we did shows, you know, we toured with him. Uh, you know, we, we opened up and everything. Yeah, man, it was a, it was a, a fun time, you know what I mean? You know, you could kind of see just him putting the pieces together and you could see him also really kind of struggling with fame to some degree. Like, I remember we were at... um it was Oh, the Billboard Hip Hop Awards. Hip Hop Awards, yeah. We were in, like, South Beach. He was in Miami for, like, a weekend, whatever. And he had his Rockefeller chain. And he would, we was going to a club. We were going to the club, and he would take his chain out and, you know, have his chain out in the club. But then the minute we left, he would tuck it back in. Mm. And that was just something that I always saw. You know, when you uh, speak, you know, you ask about, you know, why weren't we bigger 
I think one of the things, well, first off, it was a choice. Um, it, it definitely was a choice. Um, and that was something that we really want to make clear in the documentary that the little brother story is not a sad story at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was really, you know, choices that we made. And I think for me, I kind of had my, you know, ghost of Christmas past, present <laughs> Scrooge kind of thing. And that I saw a lot of these guys when they were kind of on the come up and was able to kind of see what fame did to, fake, did to him. Yeah, mm -hmm. did to him. Or, and I just, you know, like they were just, you know, prisoners or something, but to see the effect that had on their lives yeah. and how they had to really live. It wasn't just, yeah, you, oh, everyone wants the money. Everyone mm -hmm. wants that, but mm -hmm. that ain't all it come with. Was you know tucking your chain in, you know, being scared of fame or just not wanting to get robbed. Well, I mean, it was it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. But it was very, but it was real. Both. Like he wasn't. It's like an image that you have to have in certain places. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And when you leave, you back yeah. regular. It's over. He, he back regular. regular. And because I mean, because when we was when he was like kicking it with us, I mean, we just we just like, kicked it. Yeah, we just kicking it. But when the cameras on, he knew how to become Kanye. I know? gotta, I gotta be me. A different way, like uh, uh, yeah, much more a different amplified. way, uh, yeah, an amplified, amplified version of who I am without the lights and yeah. the camera. So, little brother wasn't willing to perform, basically. Nah, nah, man, because that's not that's not you know this is a long game. First of all, that's exhausting, fam, mm -hmm. and unsustainable. Very unsustainable. <laughs> <laughs> you burn out quick. But y'all have always shown y'all humor, especially in video. But that's who we are. Yeah. Naturally, who I am in this interview is who I am when this interview is over. Is who I am. When I get on this plane to go home is who I am when I get home. Like, I am who I am. And it's not, well, I talk to people when the lights come on. I don't really talk to people when the lights go off. But <laughs> that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. I don't like people. That's the difference. Why would, you, why would you be in the room, dark room with strangers? That, that, that. that. <laughs> right. Not the conversation we're having. Not the conversation we're having. Not the conversation we're having. We're not to back out. Yeah, yeah. This is not the conversation we're here for. Yeah. Nah, man. I mean, we just, you know, I, I just saw, like, when I looked at a lot of the people that, you know, I looked up to in the game and looked at the people that were able to have that longevity. That was something that was always important to me. You know what I'm saying? Really being able to stand the test of time and be in the game. And, you know, this is a game where with music and just entertainment, just art in general, I really do believe that it's a game that the longer you play, the luckier you get. You know what I'm saying? The longer you stay in it. But you're only going to stay in it for a long time if you're doing things that you enjoy. You know what I mean? You otherwise... And like I, I don't care. Like, people, they say, you know, looking from the outside, they're like, oh, man, if I had an opportunity... I would do anything. I would do whatever. I would okay. do. And it's like, nah. <laughs> Say that to the wrong person. <laughs> listen. Listen. Say that to the, no, say no, that in the see, wrong dark room. No. <laughs> hey, it's going to, yo, listen, man. Hey, no, seriously. And this, and you have to, you have to make those choices because this, this game, like me and Pooh, like we're just talking, you know, in, you know, in the, in the uh, break room. You know, man, this game, it don't know what to do with that ain't thirsty. Like, they don't know what to do with that. Like, when you are not, you know, the whole thing of just, oh, yo, you, you do whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's hungry, that's hungry, you got to be hungry. That's not, I'll do whatever, that's not hunger, that's thirst. All right, we got more with Little Brother when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. We still kicking it with Little Brothers, DJ Envy, Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the God. They're in the building. Jess. How important is, like, awards? So you like 
And that, because you guys are very, very, very stern on who y'all are. Yeah. And all of that. And like you said earlier, you don't know if who you are is conducive to some shit like this mm-hmm. or, you know, especially Absolutely. nowadays and the thirst and, you know, versus hunger. So, how important are award shows and, like, getting awards to artists um, like you? Man, I was, I'll go first. I was nominated, my other group, the Foreign Exchange R&B group, we were nominated for a Grammy in 2010. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity to go to the Grammys and really see what that experience was. And I think having that experience just showed me like, yeah, it's kind of a racket, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. keeping it in the band. I mean, it was, you know, it was great to be honored. But again, this is just the behind the scenes right. stuff that people don't get. You know, what I mean, you know, when you go to these shows, first and foremost, you know, at, at least at that time, you know, you you still got to buy tickets. You still got to pay for like this. Don't come with a check at all. Mm-hmm, you can get right. out there and you can try to make something shake on your own if you want to do like I know the Roots, they do their Grammy jam session every year yep. or whatever. So if you want to kind of do that, you can. But generally speaking, just as a nominee, like everything is on you. So this is, you know, you got to pay to go to the Grammys if you're nominated. Yeah, yeah, they you pay gotta, for your flight. They, 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 you you gotta gotta flight. they give you, I, they give you like a ticket, but you get two tickets. Like, yeah, you get mm-hmm. tickets for you. So at the time, it then was they like give you some discount tickets, right? So it's like, so if it's me and you, uh, if me and him is Grammy nominated, it's like okay, y'all get free tickets to the show. But anyone you want to bring, gotta pay. Y'all gotta pay, yeah. and we'll let you get it for half off. But you still gotta pay. And How much is it? Half off, still like a hundred dollars or something. Oh no 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 no! Not at the time when I did it. Oh uh, well, I, I know when when <laughs> I don't know what it is when now. Dreamville I mean, was nominated, and Luke went. He got a ticket. I think Doe got a ticket, and I think any extra tickets would have been like a hundred dollars or something. It might have been more. I don't remember. I, I wasn't going, so I didn't care. I know that it was tickets even for the BET Awards at some point. Like you had to pay. I remember I wanted to go one year, and I had to pay like it was like three forty or something like that. Yeah. I didn't pay three hundred forty dollars. Oh, yes, yeah, so we might have been getting yeah. a super duper discount. At the time when I went, at the time when we went, um, the tickets for the Grammys, and again, this is 2010, so you know, I don't know what it is now, but yeah, yeah this is 2010, like tickets for the Grammys, $1,200 a piece. Oh, okay. And so, in order for us to go, you know what I mean, we, me, me and Nick, uh, Nicolay, my partner, shouts to him, we went, and so our tickets were free, but then everyone else, like we brought, you know, family, everybody. That was $600 a pop, you know what Jeez. I'm saying? So that's 1200 on tickets, then you got, you know, Hotels, flights, like, you know, got buy clothes, everything. We had to pay, like, a PR person, you know what I'm saying, um, to, like, walk to talk about, to walk you the red carpet, to talk up mm-hmm. your nomination and everything. And, you know, and I've never, like, we never talked about it. <laughs> you know, it, it was something that we didn't just have time to get into the doc. But, like, man, after I came back from the Grammys, I had to take out, like, a personal loan. I'm like, God damn, I done spent about damn $8,000 out this, you know what I'm saying? Um, and mm-hmm. so... So for me, so to your original question with the awards, I think that, and just in my experience, it was, I was glad I got to see it, Mm -hmm. but ultimately I'm just like, nah, I don't, yeah, I'm good, I don't care. Because again, it plays (laughs) to image. It plays to image. Yeah, and I mean, listen, it's all, you know, to be nominated for a Grammy, like to be, you know, amongst, you know, to sit amongst, you know, be in that room and see it, like I'm watching the show and... It's like Kenny G is like standing right there, like same hair, like same everything. Mm. And and that's another thing too with the Grammys dude specifically, like y'all watch it on TV at home and it's that like three hours. You know what I'm saying? It's not three hours. It's longer. It's longer. And with no, and you, it ain't no at the time when we went, the Staples Center was like closing down. So like they have like the pre-Grammy brunch before 
and you know you get a little food whatever and then they take you over to the main hall to the Grammy ceremony mm -hmm. and all the vendors in the Staples Center they shutting down so mm. it's no food for Ouch. hours it was like one dude we caught that had like the little uh, he had like some candy and he had like you know little snicker bars and damn M&M's so we bought like a couple like a bag of M&M's and some <laughs> Snickers we sitting in that goddamn taking the M&M's passing it down and I'm like this is supposed to be music greatest night and I'm eating goddamn M&M's in the Staples Center Ain't no food not when we went. I'm just telling. I'm just, I don't speak about my I've experience. I've never been to the Grammys, but I've been to a BET Hip Hop Awards. And I know that ain't shit. no food. Yeah, yeah, yeah ain't no that food. That was about damn no recording. That either. was about five hours, and I was yeah. like, hell nah, no. Definitely, no, no food. Yeah, nah, we, went, we went. I yeah, walked man. out. I left though. We were supposed Word. to present. It was taking too long, man. I had to go. Oh my god. Nah, yeah, nah, he really left. Like we supposed to present. He was like, I'm giving y'all ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like, he ain't gonna leave. I'm like, he ain't gonna leave. Nah, that's real. He gonna leave. I envy. I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, I love I, it. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not beat for none of that stuff. No, nah, man. Nah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, and I mean, like, for me, you know, yeah, it'd be cool to be nominated for a Grammy. I ain't never been nominated, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's, I can't be somewhere too long and not just say what I need to say. <laughs> so, listen. I just don't go to places yeah. where I'm going to be there a long time. Cause you might have to say something. It might have to say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you the truth. <laughs> and, yeah, and then learning, kind of learning what all this is. You know what I mean? Like It's a campaign. It's a campaign. It's not a meritocracy. Like, nah. the minute you... And that was, I guess, the thing for me. But once I saw that, you know, it was really... You know, it's super political. It's super, you know, who you know. Like, it's a, a lot of those things. But, you know, for, for, for me, all I cared about was just making the music. And, you know, if my music is standing up against somebody, you know, just judge on the basis of the music. Once you're getting all this other shit, it's just like, again, it was educational. It's like, oh, okay, I know that's what it is now. All right, cool. I'm good on it. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing I want to make clear. It's not that we don't care. Yeah, we just understand what it is and what it's gonna take if you want to make that run. It. It's like running gotcha. for president. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Will we ever get a Fonte Pool Knife Wonder reunion? Nah. nah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Didn't even nah. think about it. Yeah. It was like maybe there was a possibility. Maybe a couple <laughs> years. Just nah. nah. Why? Why? why, 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 why so? acting like they don't know. They don't understand. They don't know <laughs> I guess you don't know what the like, issue is uh, uh, from the jump. Nah, that's why we gotta watch the doc. Yeah, it's in the doc. I mean, we we talk about everything, but, but, but nah, nah, man. Like, that, nah. They don't seem like it's nothing, y'all. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Can't reconcile. They seem like they could be like at least a maybe. It's not even think about reconciling anything. It's just live. That's just not what it's going to be. You know, little brothers, Fonte and Pooh, and Knife Wonder is Knife Wonder. And, you know, we wish them all the best. And, you know, whatever, all his endeavors. And we're going to keep doing us. And that's just what it is. Anyways, Beyonce, what's up with Michelle and Kelly and Farrah and all them? Y'all gonna get back? They might not. Come on, Farrah. Beyonce be like, no. She said Farrah. It's it's not the same, though, because Destiny's Child, we we got like, it felt like we got closure with that. I don't feel like we got closure with Little Brother. The documentary is closure. He said no, and he said no, Charlamagne. The documentary is all you're gonna get. Sometimes we not. Hey, we're not afforded the closure we want. Damn. <laughs> I know, I'm a girl. But it's closer, you get the closure you get. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Check out the documentary. Yes. Learn about Little Brother. May the Lord watch the Little Brother story. With, uh, <laughs> that was fun. I, that, that, that took me, like, watching videos, because, you know, we weren't even thinking about video. I wasn't thinking right, about no, video. Right, no, for real. So to see that, I was like, damn. Hell and no, we were surprised we even video. had that footage. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, hell no, he wasn't thinking. He didn't even know who he was. He said, hold on, what? He didn't know who he was. I showed everybody. I was like, yeah. I'm not in the yeah, like, he ran like, over there and got some cream for his face. <laughs> I said, yeah, that was you when he was dark-skinned. Oh, that was you. Oh, you. Yeah. He said, you got the, you got the Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina, Carolina baby. 803, 803, Hot 1039. Absolutely, man. Well, it's little brother. Thank y'all for having us, man. Thank this was a lot of fun. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I love the Baltimore. I was hearing the tears. I was like, yes. It's so beautiful. But nah, congratulations, seriously. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get right to Jess with the mess. Jess is real. 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 Jess is
So we back in it with more Monique on Club Shay Shay. So also what I found interesting is her story on Kevin Hart. So we're no stranger to the history of Monique and Tyler Perry. Um, but she did have some help. Um, she was saying Elle Sharpton uh, reached out to help her. She had talked to people like Stephanie Mills. And Kevin Hart was one of the people that she actually um, was talking to about setting down, like getting him and uh, Oprah. Oprah, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh Tiffany Haddish and I mean what? What are you I'm saying, saying Jeff? Use your fingernail. You, you shut up. Use your no. fingernail. Uh, Kevin Hart was trying to get Tyler Perry and Monique to sit down together, but Tyler Perry told Kevin Hart, "Look, I, I want to move past that. I don't even want nothing to do with it no more." So that's what Kevin Hart, you know, called her back and said to her, and she said, "Okay." Kevin Hart did say, listen, I will help you, though. Whatever you need to do to get past this, any production, it's fine. I, I'll i make it happen for you, Mo. Wanting to help her. Mm -hmm. So she she went on ahead with that. She told her husband, okay, listen, Kevin Hart's going to help us. A couple weeks later, we have the audio. She explained that Kevin Hart's manager called her, said this. We get a call from Endemol. Endemol says, we just got a call from Kevin Hart's manager, Dave Becky. And Dave Becky said, Kevin doesn't want anything to do with Monique. You know, he doesn't want any, any kind of relationship with Monique. I called Kevin Hart immediately. I said, hey, baby, we just got off the phone with Endemol. And they said, Dave Becky called them up and said, you don't want anything to do with me. He said, Mo, that's, that's a miscommunication. I can tell you right now. I said, wait a minute. Are you okay, though, with this white man calling them up? Getting in between our relationship, something you said, he said, Mo, I'm, that's a miscommunication and we're going to talk Tuesday. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's a miscommunication. That was two years ago. If you talk to him, I talk to him. I've never talked back to Kevin Hart again. Huh. That is that is very, very interesting. She was very adamant about that story. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, oh, anybody got nothing to say? I don't know what's true and what's not true. Oh, I know everybody okay. got a story, but they telling their stories on Club Shay Shay. Drop on the clues bombs for Club Shay Shay. I know that's right. You better go ahead and stick next to your friends. <laughs> I know that's Club right. Club Shay Shay out here smoking. I love it. I love Club it. Club Shay Shay uh, out here smoking. Yeah, because I, I was getting wrapped up at the first one, but I brought it right back. All right, so we're going we to move on to what she had some interesting things to say about Tiffany Haddish because Tiffany Haddish said some things to say about her. Play number three. I remember our beautiful sister Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. Did an interview with GQ magazine, and I, I'm assuming the journalist was a white person. Mm -hmm. And the conversation turned to Monique, and she said, "Well, I don't do business like Monique do business, and I'm glad I don't have that husband of hers." And when I saw that, it's like Tiffany, if you had a husband like mine, you may not have two DUIs. Mm. If you had a husband like mine, you may not be caught up in what looks like you could have been grooming a child. Mm -hmm. And I say all of that with no judgment. But when you speak about having a husband like mine, you open up the door. And I'm saying to you, if you had one like mine, you may not sit in these positions that you can't explain the next day. Right. That's very fair. I mean, if, yeah. if if Tiffany said that about Monique and GQ, Monique has every right to respond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people were saying that uh, Monique quoted it wrong. She didn't say, I'm glad I don't have a husband like her. She was just saying, I don't have that husband that she has. So, I mean, none is better than the other. It's whether she was glad that she don't. She was just saying, I don't have that husband that she has. So, but but either way, Monique has every right to respond. Absolutely, yeah, she does. <laughs> and then Shannon Sharp, he's so funny. He said, "Well, she ain't even married at all, is she?" 
<laughs> and, and Monique took a sip of that cognac and said, well, you said it, I didn't. Shannon don't need to do that, though. Shannon, they already coming on your platform, spilling their guts. Yeah, they you are. don't got to add no seasoning he to sure it. Don't. Shannon, you don't got to put no sauce on it. He you don't sure got to spit on it at all. But okay? he puts he puts very little, very, very he little. Very little sauce he, on he, it. He, he, he don't. He don't need to put much. none because, you know, we, uh, all of us in this room know how sensitive People can be, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean. So that little bit of something, they'll yeah. turn into something Shannon Sharp more major. Shannon Sharp don't care. Absolutely. But why? Why put yourself in that situation if you don't have to? Mm-hmm. A couple of times, she also made him look in the camera, right? Because <laughs> he was asking questions um, uh, about when she was telling stories about mm-hmm. Tyler Perry and Oprah, and she said, "Look in your ca- look in your goddamn camera and ask them yourself." <laughs> tell, and he tell was him. like, "Well, okay." He said, "Tyler, he said, Tyler Perry, <laughs> I would like for you. How won't you come on Club Shay Shay, and then you have a conversation with me, and we'll sit here, and we'll try to figure out how we can get Monique." And then Monique said, and I'm going to join you. And I'm going to do one better. Me and my husband will sit right next to him and ask him these questions. Y'all out your damn mind if y'all think Tyler Perry ever doing something Hell like that. Oh, no. no. <laughs> and these are the things we know, but they still mm-hmm. had the prompt to ask. Yeah. Tyler ain't doing it. My D ain't doing it. That'll nope. never happen. Nope. <laughs> Tyler or my D? That's not happening. <laughs> But they ain't the one with the problems. All right. Well, thank you for that jest with the mess. Charlamagne, no problem. Yes. who are you giving your donkey to? Well, you know, let's let's stay uh with the with the Monique situation. Uh, I wanna give uh, I wanna give the breakfast snub. I guess that would be myself mm-hmm. uh donkey today this Absolutely, morning. Absolutely, yeah. You anybody ask you Baltimore. All right. <laughs> he do look a little nubby Don't he look a little nubby He over definitely there? look a little nubby oh, Okay okay guys And I think it's funny That I decided to speak on That she called you a nub And you got the fresh Bald head Mr. Clean and shiny <laughs> Everything And this is with exactly What you get Lenard Donkey today haven't started yet Alright okay. okay. <laughs> the Breakfast Nub Will be back Don't move It's the Breakfast Club Good morning You're checking out The Breakfast Club I was born a donkey It's the donkey Of the day <laughs> That's pretty funny. Charlamagne the devil. The Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey today for Thursday, February eighth goes to the Breakfast Nubs. Or should I say Breakfast Nub, which would just be me? Okay, single assistant. Yes, mm-hmm. Charlamagne the God. Just told me I should do this because uh, Monique is from Baltimore. Absolutely. And that's her aunt. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And I'm a sweet baby. Yes. And Envy, <laughs> Envy don't have anything with it to do with this. Jess Hilarious has nothing to do with this because she just got here Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Together, us three are the breakfast club, but I am the breakfast snub. All right. That's what Monique called us on uh, Club Shay Shay yesterday. Well, called me on Club Shay Shay yesterday. When she was reminiscing over the time, she received Donkey today. Let's listen to, uh, to her on Club Shay Shay. We were able to do the special and we appreciated them saying, listen, how can we work this out? Now, you know what happens with that? People were having call-ins when I said, this is not right. I was donkey of the day. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I was donkey of the day. The breakfast nubs called me the donkey <laughs> of the day. That's what they said. And they had a whole call-in about how I was donkey of the day. But you didn't do the same thing when you found out we settled. Now, all of a sudden, don't nobody know what a settlement is. It was really, really quick. We just won't throw it away. So with that Netflix special, it was just, it was just like, no, guys, I gotta, I gotta stand up. Now, if you remember uh, Monique back in the day, like 2018, called for a boycott of Netflix saying they lowballed her. Monique said in an Instagram video that Netflix offered her a half a million dollars for a comedy special. And she pointed out Amy Schumer was offered 11 million. Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, 20 million. I gave her donkey of the day for that because it was, in my opinion, that Monique, uh, you know, wasn't on the level of Dave, Amy and Chris. And she came on Breakfast Club and said this. What happens is when you give me a title of donkey of the day, is your mother still alive? Yes, ma'am. And you're from 
What city in South Carolina? Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Monk's Corner. And if I was to call your mother or your grandmother, could they tell me stories of inequality that they had to deal with? Absolutely. So would your mother be a donkey? No. Would your grandmother be a donkey? No. I need you to explain how you gave me the title because you're not explaining it. You're going off of what I assume. But because you're on that microphone, and when we open up these microphones, we know just how powerful our voices can be. And we know that what we say can become law. Correct, Lenar? Absolutely. So when we do that, we must then explain it to our community because we know how poisonous it can be when we put things out, but we can't back it up. We just say it. She's right. Netflix ultimately ended up taking back their offer. And then in 2019, Monique sued Netflix for failing to negotiate in good faith. The federal judge in the case sided with Monique. And in 2022, the lawsuit was settled out of court. Dropping the clues bombs for Monique, okay? Here's the thing. I've said this before, and I've said it a few times on this radio. When it comes to that point, Monique was right. I should have minded my black-owned business, okay? And she's right when she speaks on the power of the microphone because people from Netflix were definitely reaching out to me behind the scenes. And they tried to explain why Monique didn't get the money that Amy, Dave, and Chris got. Doesn't matter what the conversation consisted of. Just know, as I just said, Monique sued them and they settled. So there clearly was some validity to the injustice that she spoke of. Monique, you were right. Okay, I've said that before on this radio and I'll say it again. So you hear me. I had no business speaking on your business. Okay, there's absolutely a pay discrepancy for black women. Black women are typically paid only 67 cents for every dollar paid to white men. And the wage gap actually widens to 65 cents on the dollar for black women who hold doctorate degrees compared to white men with the same education. Okay, not to mention all the proof is in the pudding. When you see a company as big as Netflix with all the money Netflix has, they could have dragged this out. Okay, they settled with Monique. Okay, and... Still put out a Monique comedy special, all right? We've heard Taraji come out and complain about the pay discrepancy in Hollywood. Look, we can have a million conversations as to why that is, what that is. The moral of the story is, there's too many black women out here with the same story. Okay, Monique, God bless you, sister. And if you have never heard me say this before, or if I've never said it because I was born in 1978 and my memory is not what it used to be, I apologize for being wrong. Okay, Say, I, say I, it again. Man, shut up. No, seriously, you need I am. Could you, you need to go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. Could y'all stop? Say clearly. A moment. That's crazy. Right? I apologize, Monique, for giving you donkey of the day because once again, regardless of how I felt about the situation with you and Netflix, I had no business in your business and broad Casting your business and it was Envy's idea to open the phone lines for people to comment on your business wasn't mine okay but mm. I truly you gonna, no, were, you, were you gonna apologize I apologize Monique okay and, and I think you should apologize to her husband as well what he got to do with this because it was both of them both of them was doing this and both of them felt disrespected that's her manager you he wasn't apologize. here he was here. He was outside. You should apologize. He's to always husband around. Well. That's, That's the thing. He's always here. He was. On, he, called? Oh, he called in. Yeah. Apologize to the husband too. Well, apologize to her husband. I apologize mm -hmm. to her husband. Sydney. Sydney. Right. That's his name. Sydney. Yes. I truly, truly, truly pray this apology is received by you, Monique, and I hope you heal because I feel like when I hear somebody talking about something for a long period of time, that means they have been holding on to it and it's bothering them in some way. And as a therapist once told me, if you don't want your peace disturbed, don't disturb the peace of others. I clearly disturbed your peace. I heard Donkey of the Day uh, mentioned in the intro to your Netflix special. I heard you talk about Donkey of the Day on Club Shay Shay. Monique, I apologize. I want peace. I want us to heal whatever this is. I want that for everybody you mentioned in the Club Shay Shay interview. I truly pray for peace and healing for us all. Monique, I want that for you. I want that for me because I love us for real. Mm. Please give Charlemagne the God, a.k.a. the breakfast, the breakfast snub, the biggest hee-haw. Absolutely. Uh -huh.
That's good. You're doing what's right, sitting over there looking like a wannabe ass Bokeem Woodbine. I just knew you had something to say. Yeah. I just knew it. I'm going to keep on saying you look like mm -hmm. DJ Paul Nub. That's what you look like. <laughs> and his look a little better. I think. Yeah. <sighs> let me light my damn. Put my light right Yeah. But light that sage. Let me get, let me get one of those. Mm. It's in my bag. A fresh kneecap head. Let's <laughs> Look good. Let's open the phone line. Oh, now man. you want to open up the phone lines. <laughs> well, it was your idea to open up the phone lines for something negative before. I just said just open okay. up the phone lines. That's positive. No, 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 that's all you under the box. No. <laughs> See, he <laughs> locked up. No, Envy, come out the bushes. <laughs> that's Envy right there. You got there right. Listen, but that is what happened. Though. We just opened the phone lines and we asked people what they thought. Opinion mm -hmm. So right. it's the same thing now. Let's open up the phone lines okay. and ask people what they thought. Okay. okay? About right. Charlemagne, the breakfast snub. All right. And the Monique situation now. It's five years later. Mm -hmm. Right? It's That's right. Six years later, actually. 800 585 1051. Mm -hmm. Let's open up the phone lines. Yes. Let's have a conversation. Yes. Well, Charlemagne. 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 Just about. I don't know what the hell you got going on in your head. Charlemagne. Not yours. Charlemagne. Just apologize. Charlemagne Woodbine. Leonard Woodbine. He just apologized to Monique and Big Daddy and Sydney. So let's open up the phone lines. And yeah. have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, Big Daddy. That, that never happened. You should have said I apologize to Big Mo and Big Daddy. That's what you should have said. <laughs> like, nothing serious up here. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Charlemagne apologized to Monique. I gave yes. myself donkey today because I had no business uh, being in her business. By the way, I've said this on the Breakfast Club a few times yeah. over the last five, six years. But, you know, on Club Say Say, she, I, don't, I guess she hadn't heard it. You right. Know? So. Mm, well, we need to do some investigating. We know the online people, they can pull it up when mm -hmm. and when and how many times you actually did say it. So That's right. Receipts are out there if they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're opening up the phone lines, 800-585-1051, and just asking your opinion. Because you apologized this morning, which yeah, I think and it's six years later. Yeah, but did he apologize to daddy? Who is daddy? Okay. You want me to say, I'm sorry, daddy. That yeah, ain't happening. That, just <laughs> say it. Just, you need to say it for the yeah, world. I think, I think it's right. I think you need no. to say that. That's All right. crazy. All right, we'll say mommy and daddy. It don't matter. <laughs> just throw daddy in there. <laughs> Hello, who's this? What's up, baby? Hey, what's up, Trav? I ain't here from you since the Cowboys lost. What's going on, brother? <clears throat> I hope you asked me, Envy. I know. He anyway. Didn't, Envy say anything. He didn't say anything. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how you doing, baby? I'm doing good, baby. Sorry. Peace, sis. Yes. I told you four or five years ago that you was wrong for giving Monique donkey of the day. You told me to shut up and mind my business, and I remember like it was yesterday. Mm. So thank you so much for finally apologizing to that black queen mm -hmm. that you should have been did it publicly like this. Trav. I think you should apologize to Trav, Trav. too. <laughs> apologize to me. Trav, thank you, Envy. Trav. Trav. Shut up and mind your business, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. I can't say it. <laughs> Hello, who's this? What's happening, y'all? What's happening? This is Alicia from New York. How y'all doing? Hey, what's up, Alicia? Alicia? What's your thoughts, mama? What's my thoughts? I want to just give big shout-outs to Charlemagne for holding himself accountable. Um, you know, it's been many years, and sometimes you got to look at people from a different perspective. And black women have been fighting with the pay disparities for many years. And so for you to take that uh, perspective and just shout her out and give her an apology, I got to give you your grace for that. Um, that's what's up. I just want to shout out Black Investor. We are a women's group that are pushing women in generational wealth, especially black women. 
And just shout out to Monique for holding her, you know, standing on business. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I just love your show. And I think you guys are doing a great thing. And Charlemagne and Envy, DJ Envy, shout out to y'all for really standing on business this morning and seeing that there was a, you know, an issue. And you guys apologizing and giving that woman her flowers because it's hard out here for the black woman. We out here, not only are we black, but we are women. Mm-hmm. And we deserve to be paid the same amount as everybody else. We do the same amount of work. And more. Yeah. I just want to say that we do more. We do more. We raising households. We starting businesses. And again, I just want to shout out Black Investor. Go look it up. We're a new Black women group, and we're talking about uh, Black women and generational wealth and that that pay gap. Trying to close that. Thank you. Well, thank you, Alicia. Yes, ma'am. All right, 800-585-1051. Charlemagne gave himself donkey today, the, the Breakfast Club nub, uh, Mr. Nubby himself. He just wanted to apologize to Monique and her husband. Yeah. I said Monique. But I do it, I give her. I give it to her husband too because, I mean, they are definitely a unit. But it's mainly to Monique is what you're saying. Absolutely, yes. mainly to okay. Monique because yes. Monique is the one I had a conversation And with. all the people that called in and checked them years ago, you want to apologize to them too? Like Travis. I don't remember none of them calls from years ago. I can't do all that now. Okay, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't remember none of that. Mm-mm, All right. Mm-mm. Did you say sorry to Daddy? Envy, because you the one who opened up the phone line. You took you, the call. You took the call. You the one who said, "Let's open up the phone line mm-hmm. six years ago and see what people think about you know Monique's claims." I was just opening up the phone lines to see good or bad, not all bad. Ah, well. And did he say hello? This is Daddy. I'm calling up there. <laughs> did, did he say he that? Envy said, "Daddy's on the line." Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Let's discuss. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Jess. Hilarious Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. If you just joined us, Charlemagne gave himself donkey of the day, the Breakfast Club nub himself. Yes, because uh, I, I gave myself donkey today, but I apologize to Monique because you know uh, I had no business, in, you know, in her in, in her business back in the day, without knowing all of the business, without knowing all of the business. So yeah, yes, because you, your job is to be in people's business, but only if you know it all. I, I, I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're just with the mess. Your news is real. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we're opening up the phone lines and uh, talking to you people out there about, you know, Charlemagne's donkey today. Hello, who's this? What's going on, Angie? What's up, King? Hey, what's up, brother? What's your, what's your thoughts? All right. Um, first of all, how you doing, Queen? Just we need you. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. We need you in Fort Lauderdale to book a show ASAP. I will. Um, Thank you, King. Charlotte, uh, I'm from the 17, 1700s. Myself, brother, and I appreciate you. From the 1700s? From the 1900s, brother. 1900s. 1900s. It's 78. Ashley Luther. That's our year. But uh, I would appreciate, I, I, I want to give you appreciation for being a man and apologizing. That's a great thing. But the only thing we need you to do in this community is pay attention to um, your level of who you are right now because a lot of things you said inspired me and opened my eyes. So your voice is very important in our community, brother. But I appreciate you for being the man and stepping up and doing that. Thank you, King. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. All right, man. All right, y'all. Hello, who's this? Good morning. It's Malaysia. How hey. you doing, Breakfast Club? What's up, Malaysia? Good. That's good. Well, I just wanted to touch on what you guys were talking about with Monique. I've been behind her since day one. She definitely always been a good comedian, a good actor. And, um, you know, I'm with her for going after Netflix and making her pay her her work. That's okay. amazing. That's good. All right. Well, thank I mean, you for she, checking she, in. she sued him in one, so clearly it was some validity to the things that she said. Mm-hmm. Right. You're definitely right. Um, Netflix didn't probably want you know, it could get bigger than it was, so they're just trying to kind of, they kind of tried to, you know, make the snowball smaller. So that was smart on their behalf. And Charlamagne, that was very mature of you to apologize. Brought, you know, broadcasting it everywhere, just like you did when you know kind of put her out the first time <laughs> no yeah. you know I, I said it in the room i said Man, i should apologize to monique and just yes you just said larry said yes you should you stupid motherfucker yeah or something to that effect i yeah. don't know it was worse hello who's this this is me hey what's up good morning how you feeling I, i'm feeling great Je- first of all just congratulations i've been missing just with the mess so much thank you boy i got one coming today <laughs> 
So I thank you. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne, that was so big of you and so proud of you. It takes a bigger person to apologize and you're going to Thank you. You're welcome. We appreciate you. you. Have a good one. You too. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story? Uh, the moral of the story is, man, I just want peace for everybody. You know, like I said during Donkey of the Day, you know, uh, if you don't want your peace disturbed, don't disturb the peace of others. So I hope that, you know, that apology can help us all, you know, heal from this because I love us for real. The more um, in-depth moral is mind your business until you know all the facts. And, and that's, then, yeah, maybe and, you should do the same too. Right. But you should apologize. for all fairness. That's right. That's, that's right. what needs that's to right. happen all around the board. So that's what I'm here for. I'm glad I'm up here now. That's right. And we got Jess with the mess. <laughs> We got Jess with the mess? Yeah. Yeah, we got Jess with the mess. And guess what we talking about? What? Dang, don't say what so quick. <laughs> this is, we going, we going, um, we're talking about uh, men and how they can be affected by things as well. Men are, are, are strong people, but they, they're like any other human being. They are emotional as well. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> All right. We're going to do that next. It's the Breakfast Love Good Morning. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the God, Jess Hilarious. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good Let's morning. get to Jess with the mess. <laughs> Okay, G Herbo breaks down over the loss of his best friend. So, a video of G Herbo talking about, you know, losing his best friend and how, uh, you know, it hurt him very bad. He was on a podcast, um, actually, with the father of his best friend, and they actually grew up together. And um, he lost him. He lost him. And we just have uh, an audio for it. He was saying this. I know I'm not responsible. I know I'm not responsible. That's all I was really helping, bro. I'm able to sleep at night comfortably and know that it's not my fault. (laughs) But I'm going to still feel like it's my fault because I can't live life. Nothing I do. If I get a Grammy, an Oscar, I'm going to think about my little brother, gang. I ain't going to lie to you. You know what I'm saying? My life can't be complete without him. I ain't going to lie to you. It don't feel complete. It's never going to feel complete without him. And I've been through a lot of Way too much It still ain't making sense to me. Why he not here? It's a million other people that feel like this. Yes, that's my point. So I can't take that's it personally. It's not about me. Yeah, really it ain't do. about Greg. It's yes. about the way we uh, feel every day and yes. trying to navigate through this shit. I know y'all tired of feeling like this, gang. I'm G Herbo on Cap. What the fuck? I'm, I'm saying? Find the world crying. I'm that nigga for real, and I know I am. Let it out, King. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with what you feeling, my brother. You got to feel your feels. And although he did say that it was not his fault, he, you know, ended up saying that he felt like it was because, you know, he will always tell his best friend, you know, Lil Greg, don't go to that barbershop. Stop going mm-hmm. there. And this is just the cause and effect of being in the hood, hanging mm-hmm. in certain places. And, and he said that Lil Greg wouldn't listen to him, you know, like, you know, he, he wouldn't listen to him. And um, like I said, that is a uh, big Greg, uh, Lil Greg's dad that G Herbo sat down with. And it's um, it's a small podcast. But I, I think after this, you know, it, it's going to actually do its thing um as it showed the emotional side of a rapper which people tend to act like is not there he's still a man he's still a human you know and he and people deal with loss different ways that's right and i I applaud him for actually just being vulnerable enough and that's his best friend's father so i know they know each other they have a deep connection that's right and um and grief is not linear either like it's not like 
a, a slow progression forward toward healing. It's, it's, it's a zigzag. Yeah. It's, a, it's a back and forth. One day you might be fine. Right. Next day you might be in tears on a podcast. That's how grief works. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can literally see he's still tore up about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, And um, just to shout out the Dad's Podcast, it's called uh, Daddy's Podcast. Um, okay. And it is, I believe it's, yep, it's out of Chicago. Um, Next, Logic confronts his dad for being absent. Um, He... uh. Logically Speaking, he has a, co- a podcast It's called Logically Speaking Pod And he uh, sat down and had a public conversation With his father, he got emotional when he confronted his dad About not being around Play number one I waited every weekend and you never showed up And you always, always said that you would What is it like as a man Who used a substance That would allow you To make that little boy wait Forever the things in which like I have done in my past have come back to haunt me mm. okay you know because like you say peace love and positivity right yeah but you know how can you have peace love and positivity if you don't have experience strength and hope because they both come together yeah uh, that was also emotional as well because mm. uh, for those who don't know uh, Logic is uh, biracial and he was actually talking about his parents so his dad is uh, black and his mom is white and he was saying it affected him greatly when his dad left um, because he he suffered from you know substance abuse drug addiction and all that and when his father left his mom would like like say racist comments about him you know call him out of his name mm-hmm. and words and you know stuff like that and and that actually played a part on I wonder if that's racist as much as it is um, just anger. Anger, yeah, I mean, but if it it makes you, you know, say those things, because I actually said that as well. Well, she was with this man at one point, then he left, and he became a nigga. Yeah. You know, to her, but, but just imagine how logic grows up because right. he's grown up on his white side, and and he's probably raised to be like, exactly. f that in, f those in, because mm-hmm. they just gonna leave you anyway. So you have to start uh, feeling f that in, f that particular one, because yeah. that's his daddy, maybe, you know yeah, I mean? that's his dad. Maybe. But um, he uh also uh spoke on how not mm-hmm. giving his dad money also actually affected that as well. When I give ten thousand here. 5000 here of cash to somebody and then they blow it and then they don't got nothing they don't use it right and then they look at me like I f***ed up or I did something wrong and then they come back and they ask me again and again and again now as a, as a f- millionaire who has broken that cycle made it out the hood educated myself and understand what it means to be self-sufficient mm-hmm. there is no way as a f- man that I could ever as much as it hurts me to see the people that I love struggle give them money and watch them just burn it to nothing again. So I say all that to say, Daddy, I love you with all my heart, and the only reason I ain't never giving you a crazy amount of money is because I didn't want to see you blow it. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I actually can understand that as well. Growing up in Baltimore City with, you know, family members that, you know, were addicted, you know, still are, and just mm-hmm. people that I know, and I've seen people get money and then I've even had money and it's money that I won't put in certain people's hands because mm-hmm. of that you That's know right. I'll, I'll buy whatever you need for you right. but giving you the money just so you can you know you know they ain't gonna do the right do thing with things it. with it you know it's, 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 it's not good so I understand that um, and you, stop asking stop asking people for for amounts you've never had in your life before and anyway. then talk about you gonna pay them back next Friday you yeah, ain't never I, had this in your I, life I, but you I can all of a sudden pay me back next Friday yeah I can't stand that but let me ask you a question now he, he mm-hmm. breaks it down more he talks about you know giving people houses and cars and mm-hmm. things like that but as I our parents grow up and we have aunts and uncles and family members when we're growing up a lot of times they give us their last right their mm-hmm. last might not be how much we make now their last at the time might be a hundred dollars and that might be everything to them mm-hmm. so now we get in a position where we make a little bit more money and now they're asking for money is it that bad 
But yes. I'm saying it depends on what they're doing with it. And if you know what they're doing with it, then you you buy them what they need. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You buy them things that are going to help them be in a better position. Yeah, you can't you go know. broke taking care of other people. No. No, because no, no. their ask are different. They go online and yeah. Google net worths and all kind of stuff yeah. and think that's what people are actually holding on to yeah. in liquid. Mm-hmm. And that's what they they be asking for a mm-hmm. crazy amounts that'll make you go broke. Mm-hmm. Like the way Logic broke it down just now is absolutely right. I buy all of these people houses. That's like $5 million in houses and I got to pay the bills. And I got to take care of your mortgages and all that. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to give you my last. Yeah. Meaning, I'm going to give you the last thing that you gave me. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> right. You gave me $22, cent, $22 yeah. I'm going to give you $22 nah, back. Yeah, you, got, you, got, you can't be ridiculous with it. But you know why those black men are able to be vulnerable like that? Well, are you look at Logic is black. I'm proud of you. Black man and a half of black man. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they have both done Almost. the work on themselves. Okay? Yeah, Logic absolutely. is in therapy. G Herbo is in therapy. G Herbo has been a guest at the Mental Wealth Expo. I do it mm-hmm. every year. So those brothers have done the work on themselves. And there's nothing wrong with expressing yourself. And that's exactly why I chose both of these stories to report in the last hour. Just to cater to the fact that men are still human and they handle right. things differently. And they need to be uplifted and encouraged as well. Um, before I get out of here, I saw something different. Um... Yesterday, I mean, I saw something interesting. Jaheem is back. Um, remember, we Jaheem fans have gone years without hearing from him. And then I remember there was a, a meme circulating when we saw him. He was like bald. He wasn't looking good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they played a joke. Uh, it was a joke or whatever, a laughing matter when it was like, this is what happens when you put that woman first or something like yep, that. Yep, yep. And um, they were, some people saying he was struggling with addiction and all of that. And he just resurfaced on the net. He looks great. His skin looks good. His mm-hmm. hair is curly. Like it's growing back and everything, and he sounds great. He sounds his age. I mean, his yeah, his his voice and with you, his age. You love OG R and B. I things. really do. I like, swear. Like you love OG R and B, and he looks good. So hopefully he will be booked um, in the future and everything. It was announced. I don't know if it was true or not, but it's announced that he's joining Keisha Cole and Trey songs um, for, for a couple shows. That'd be yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be dope. And, Shout to Jaheem. And also, um, what Tank doing? Men, uh, huh? What Genuine doing? I don't know what's up with them. Oh. They not in the news today. Oh. R&B Money is the last thing I heard from Tank. The R&B Money cool. Podcast. That's right. Jaheim was Tank. trying to and then genuine was trying to dance and all of that on stage. But uh, it, like I said, again, men are... Um, it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, it's okay to be Invest vulnerable. Invest in your mental and wealth. And it's okay. And everybody is human. Jaheim, right. I'm sure he didn't like saying that stuff about himself. And I even shared the meme a couple times. But I, I'm sure he didn't like saying those things. And then when you look at where he is now, it's like, dang, he's just like my uncle. He's just like just a, a person without money. He's just in the limelight. So just go a little easy on people. <laughs> what? All right. The hell did you just say? Just hilarious. Because my uncle can sing too. He was on drugs before. All right. No, because they said just hilarious, man. All right. That's just with the mess. Multiple people are crazy for real. I'm saying when they go rogue, but they said they just don't stop. They just just go rogue. But is she really being sincere? But it still sounds like a diss. Oh my god. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You're checking out the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV. Just hilarious. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. What we doing? Listen, man. Uh, salute to my guy, B-Dot. You know, every day during Black History Month, B-Dot puts out a podcast called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. And today he's talking to us about no trespassing signs. Have you ever wondered about their origins? Listen. On today's episode of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, I have a question. Have you ever seen a no trespassing sign? Did you know they were rooted in slavery? Because I didn't. All right, so let's hop into a time machine. We're going to go all the way to the end of the Civil War. Okay? Black people are free, technically. But we still can't vote. 
So the white people of the time vote a bunch of white people in office. And the first laws they make are no trespassing laws. And why did they make these laws? Well, it was an effort for white landowners to disadvantage black workers. See, if you go back to season one of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, right here on the Black Effect Podcast Network, we talked about down in Charleston, South Carolina, where I was educated on different plantations. And the reality is the white landowners, they just owned the land, but they didn't know how to cultivate anything on the land. Black folk, oh, we could survive, baby. I mean, growing our own fruits and vegetables, catching rabbits and catching fish. But wait, if you don't have any land, now you're trespassing. And what's the penalty for trespassing? Well, usually it was astronomical fines that poor black people just couldn't afford. So what did the white lawmakers of the time implement? You know what? New laws and new rules that said that white people could sell you off to other white people for the amount of months that it would take for you to pay off that fine. So there would be auctions at the courthouse that were very, very identical to the auctions that were taking place 10 to 15 years earlier in the enslaved periods. But now, instead of enslaved individuals being auctioned off, they were criminals, you know, for trespassing. Simply put, no trespassing signs were designed to confine Negroes. It was a very easy way for white folks to continue the traditions of those enslaved periods, but now under the guise of new laws. They even had black codes where you could be arrested for not having a job, even if you didn't need a job. If a black person worked for a white person, he still had to call him master. They would have to get written permission in order to leave. These black codes was in Mississippi, South Carolina, that Jim Crow South. So yes, once upon a time in America, people were free to roam around as they pleased. And then came the Civil War in 1865. <laughs> and I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. We'll salute to be that. That's right. And make sure you subscribe to I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, available every day during Black History Month on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the positive notice, the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Jess Hilaria, Charlemagne Nagai. We are the Breakfast Club. Now it's time to get up out of here. Jess Hilaria, you good? Thank you. Yes, I'm good. I'm not tired today. Yes, you are. As <laughs> <laughs> you breathing heavy. Oh my God. <laughs> I am tired, but I don't look like it today. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note, Shala. Listen, listen. <laughs> the positive note today is not that, okay? It is some people grow up and some people just get older. Understand the difference. If you don't understand that difference, you're probably not growing up. Have a blessed day. Breakfast Club, bitches. We all finished or y'all done? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 